The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey there, it's the Thursday edition of the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. As you just heard during the newscast, it is game day. Your Edmonton Eskimos taking on Winnipeg. Countdown to kickoff gets underway at 5 o'clock. Let's get right to the show this afternoon. The federal government's much-debated Bill C-45 to legalize marijuana is being sent back to the Senate. It's being sent back with a few key changes in its wording and a stern warning from the Prime Minister that Conservative senators should quit playing games. On Wednesday, Health Minister Jeanette uh, Petipa-Taylor said that while the government accepts most of the Senate's recommendations on Bill C-45, the government will not accept one that gives provinces the right to ban home cultivation or one that would forbid branding non-pot products like t-shirts with marijuana company logos. And joining us on the phone now is Senator Doug Black. Senator Black, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for doing well, this. Well, thank you very much. It's always great to be with you. Senator, are you in Ottawa right now? I am actually in Ottawa Airport right now in a quiet corner, so hopefully it'll remain quiet. Okay. I think there's nothing but quiet corners in the Ottawa <laughs> Airport. <laughs> and I have my back to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Always a good decision in politics. Uh, the Senate uh, has debated this proposed legislation, Senator, for almost seven months, and I don't know if that's a typical period of time to debate legislation or if that uh, is just a reflection of how important this legislation is, but the Prime Minister has suggested that the Senate is playing games. Is that what the Senate is doing? No, I, I don't buy that. The Senate's not playing games. The, our role is pretty clear, and Canadians understand that. We get legislation, and our job is to go through it with a fine-tooth comb to make sure that it works for Canadians. So in any conversation, there'll be an honest dialogue and an honest disagreement about what, in this case, the Senate thinks is right for Canada and what the House of Commons thinks is right for Canada. So, no, games aren't being played. We have done, like, extremely thorough work, and we've made some suggestions. Now, my view is it's up to the government, because they are the government. They, the government ran on the policy of legalizing cannabis. They're doing that. We have to respect that. But our job is to say, look, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? If they come back to us and say, by the way, yes, we have, then I, I accept that we've done our job. That is our job. They're the government. They're the people who have to live or die politically based on that. So I don't think that's a fair characterization to say anybody's playing games. We're just trying to do our job thoroughly. And if we don't come to the same conclusion as you, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, we're playing games. Senator, the uh, Senate proposed giving provinces and territories the right to ban home cultivation of cannabis, and that's something that Quebec, uh, Manitoba, and Nunavut requested. But isn't the home cultivation of up to four plants a, a really a key component in the government's push to dismantle the, the black market? Yes, I completely agree with you. Okay. I, th I think that the uh, amendment proposed by the Senate to ban home cultivation is ill-advised. I voted against it. I don't think that's the way to go. Uh, what we need to do here, as you correctly pointed out, is we got to get the bad guys out of business. 
So whatever it takes to get the bad guys out of business, we need to do. And we need to make sure that people aren't being criminalized, particularly young people aren't being criminalized. So let's, if we're going to open the doors to cannabis, which we're clearly going to do, and which incidentally, the polls clearly indicate Canadians want us to do, then we need to do it in a way that doesn't give with one hand and take with the other. So I happen to agree with the government on this, that if folks want to cultivate up to four plants at home, which, by the way, they're going to do anyhow, (laughs) then uh, what what are we going to do to stop that? Why should we stop that? That's my view. All my colleagues don't agree with me, obviously, and that's going to be the tussle next week. But uh, as for what I hear from Albertans, they're saying, look, let's just get ahead with this. It's done. Let's move forward. That's what I'm hearing. Interesting stuff. You know, I heard a couple of things in the last couple of days that kind of uh, made my jaw drop a little. One was that the estimated uh, black market for uh, marijuana in the country was around five billion dollars. Yeah. So I totally understand. Yeah, I totally understand the government's desire to put that out of business. But the other was this, and I didn't. This honestly, uh, Senator, wasn't even on my radar. Mm-hmm. The government is refusing the Senate's amendments to establish a public registry of all cannabis companies, directors, officers, controlling parent corporations and trusts. Why does the Senate want to do this? I thought everybody had to go through some kind of background check anyway. Uh, There are certain background checks, but you have raised another really important point, which is way broader than the cannabis industry. This is the whole idea that in Canada, unlike most countries in the world, we don't have a registry for what's called beneficial ownership. So if you you can own up to 10% in any company in Canada, any company in Canada, including cannabis companies, and not disclose who you are, well, I'm just telling you, that is an incredible invitation to organized crime and others to park money and launder money in this country. Hmm. So, in fact, I I have the privilege of chairing the Senate Banking Committee. In the fall, we're going to do a short and, I think, uh, helpful uh, report, study, on beneficial ownership in Canada. Because I'm of the view that we need to know who owns companies in Canada. You can't do this in the States. You can't do this in Europe. If you own shares in a company, you can't hide it. And uh, certainly in the cannabis business, it should not be hidden. So I happen to think that we need the doors opened on this, but completely throughout the economy, just not on cannabis, in every business. I want to know who owns the shares. And if you don't want to disclose that you own shares in a company, and don't own shares in a company, is my view. And I, I'm really looking forward to getting underway with this study in the fall because it's an important point uh, that the Canadians, and I didn't, I wasn't really alert to it as well, but we are considered a jurisdiction where it's very, very easy to park dirty money. Hmm. Interesting trading one. Uh one nefarious uh, crime for another. Um, you know, look, I, I I flipped over a rock and look what I found. <laughs> but I, no, I just that's, that's how I feel. I mean, you've asked a very important question that we need to make sure that we don't get pigeonholed thinking it's just cannabis. It's not just cannabis. It's it can be furniture manufacturers. Huh. There's all you know. There's all kinds of money in the world that's looking for 
an invisible home. So you, in other words, this sort of got caught up in a bigger net than this uh, C-45, right? Okay, so So, you want it to line up with what your other plans are, right? Absolutely. So Canadians should feel that uh, we are very alert, or at least I am, and the banking committee are very alert to this issue. And we are behind our, uh, our friends in the States and our friends in Europe on this, not where we want to be. Senator Doug Black joining us on the phone this afternoon. We're talking about uh, Bill C-45 and the back and forth between the Senate and uh, the uh, the government that's going on right now. Now, sir, the, uh, the Senate took issue with the branding of non-pot products like T-shirts with marijuana company logos. Why is that? Uh, the feeling, again, I voted against that okay. as well. The, the, feel, the feeling for the, from the folks that suggested that is they said look if we allow cannabis companies to brand baseball caps and sweatshirts and you know book bags and whatnot that will just encourage people to use marijuana that was the argument Mm. so i mean i fine that's their argument i respect that but with the greatest of respect i think that's extraordinarily naive. Yeah, as do I, honestly, yeah. Senator. I mean, if you're going to make it legal, make it legal. I mean... A bingo. I mean, that would be my view as well. And whether or not you brand a ball cap with the name of a cannabis company, I don't seriously think that that's going to have much to do with their sales. <laughs> I, I just... I, I don't see it. I And I think the government, again, was right to say, Senate, I mean, fair enough, you have that view, but we don't agree. And I happen to agree with the government on that. Now, another bill that's the accompanying bill, uh, Bill C-46, is one that I've, I've yet to find any real discussion on, but it's the one that tighten, tightens rules on impaired driving related to both marijuana and alcohol use. Now, that the Senate's been studying that bill as well since last November. Mm-hmm. Has that been sent back to the House of Commons, or when do you expect it to be? Uh, I can report to you that about an hour ago the Senate passed that bill and uh, that so as far as as far as we're concerned that is done so they passed it in its uh, current form correct okay absolutely there were some efforts at amendments but this just so your listeners uh, you know get this this is uh, the government of Canada's effort which again I support to tighten up uh, drinking and driving and consuming cannabis and driving. And I think all Canadians are sensitive to this because I think most families have suffered the pain of, at one level or another, the consequences of this kind of abuse. I know I lost my grandfather to a drunk driver. So my view is just very simply, it cannot be tolerated, and we need to provide to police officers the tools required to make sure that it's not authorized. So there was some back and forth on that, but at the end of the day, senators pretty convincingly were of the view that this is a good thing. We've got to give those folks who enforce our laws the tools they need to do exactly that. Mm. You know, Senator, off the top, you uh, sort of framed up what was sent back to the House of Commons as suggestions, and I I know you don't speak on behalf of the entire Senate, but that suggested to me that you're not going to, as a a group, fight these amendments that are being sent back from the House of Commons. Is that fair? It's too early to know that. (laughs) And there are some senators who have an extremely strong view on these issues and are of the view that um, 
the government of uh, the, the, the government of Canada, the, the House of Commons, should yield to the will of the Senate. And uh, that's just not a view I hold. The view that I hold is that our job is to thoroughly examine and comment and make suggestions to make things better. But we're not the government. We have. I'm an elected senator, but the majority, vast majority of my colleagues are not elected. So it's up to the elected folks to decide what the policies are going to be, and then they will live and die at the ballot box, depending on that. But our job, my job as a senator, on behalf of Albertans, is to make sure that I understand where we need to be, and then studiously advance the interests of Alberta, whether it's tanker bans, or whether it's Trans Mountain Pipeline, or whether it's taxing small business. That's when we dig in and fight. This, to my point of view, this is not a fight. Canadians Hmm. accept that cannabis should be legalized, and they're saying, get ahead and get it done. Will there be a spat next week? (laughs) (laughs) It's perfectly perfectly possible, but I'm hoping that a number of my colleagues might have a drink or two over the weekend, (laughs) never driving, (laughs) talk to some of their friends and family and recognize that the government of Canada has spoken on this and Canadians have spoken. We're, we're just sitting back waiting till Monday to see what happens and see whether or not we should pop yep. a bag of can popcorn smell the popcorn already. You know, Doug, I know you're a senator. I'm sorry. I know your time no, is... No, no, uh, no, 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 no. I know your time is short. I do want to ask one last question of you. <laughs> what the Senate did with this bill, C-45, mm-hmm. is exactly what the Senate's supposed to yeah. do. That's my view. Thank so, you for saying that. Yeah, and it just it, I, I want to know from your perspective if it's frustrating at all to do exactly what you're set up to do and then be criticized by some for doing just that. Oh, I'll tell you. <clears throat> the, the first thing you develop when you're a senator, certainly in the environment that I was elected into, is you develop one heck of a thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of used to hearing that, although Albertans are just great. And I think maybe in large part because I have the privilege of being an elected senator, all the time people say, look, thanks very much for what you're doing. I know you're working hard. I know you don't always win your battles, which I don't. Uh, but, you know, we're doing our job here. We're doing our job. And it's you know, that, that's what we're trying to do. And, yes, sometimes if you're tired at the end of a week and you get some of these crazy emails, you think, oh, come on. Like, really? (sighs) That's part of the territory, isn't it? It certainly is. We'll have to swap accounts sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) My advice to you is don't read your email late in the week, and certainly don't read your Twitter account. (laughs) (laughs) Great advice. We need to do something about the text line, too, Senator Black. Thank Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Safe travels. Well, look, thanks so much. I always welcome talking to you and your listeners. Thank you so much. Okay, bye for now. Senator Doug Black joining us this afternoon talking about Bill C-45. Nice to hear where he stands yeah. on a number of those um, uh, amendments that were sent back That's right. to uh, the government. So now, and the government sent them back, so okay, well, we'll accept these, but there's a few of them here that we're not going to, specifically yep. the uh, four-pot plant thing. That's right. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens on Monday. We're now looking, they're saying possibly Labor Day. Right. If it does get approval. Because there is, uh, it has to get, uh, what's that called? Uh, Royal Assent. Royal Assent, and uh, takes eight to, then eight to
it's 12 weeks after that yeah. to give all the uh, provinces time to adjust and to I what's coming in. I think they all break for summer next, next Friday. Week. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, here we go. But definitely not July 1st. Nope, not going to happen. Not um, even going to be July. Uh, late August would be very optimistic. So totally ruins the entire wedding gift favors. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But they're saying possibly Labor Day now. It's 221 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Many of you texted about uh, Senator Doug Black, uh, uh, a refreshing voice, uh, some people say. And he, he's always a great guest. He always uh, pretty much speaks pretty straightforward and uh, quite well-informed about mm-hmm. what's going on. He is a really active senator. And I, I really think, not to get into Senate reform, but I really think elected senators is the way to go and that they should be independent. They should have no party allegiance whatsoever. And the way it stands right now, the Conservatives don't actually hold a majority in the no, Senate. No, they don't. Um, it's in the, because of all the independent senators. Yeah. But I think they should all be, if they're to do this job and to not be pushed along party lines, they should all mm-hmm. be independent. But beyond that, I don't know what else uh, should be done with the Senate. I know a lot of our listeners don't like the Senate. Every time we talk about the Senate. Oh, well, yeah. But in a case like, it, you know, the idea here is, and it has always been with not only this bill, but every bill, is that the MPs have so much on their plate that this is an opportunity for the Senate to take more time take and a closer look, yeah, go take a closer over look, it, go line by line, and come missed, up with some what's right. not, you know, that sort of thing. Always yeah, better sure. to get it right the first time than to go back and amend it, right? Oh, for sure. But I, and I also, you know, like what he said, and I've been reading uh, a lot of people saying the same thing, echoing what what he has said, is that you know what, this is what the Trudeau Liberals campaigned on. Yeah. So we've turned around and sent it back and say, okay, well, at the end of the day, this is yours. You're right. going to have you to live figure and out. Die by it, you yeah. live and die by it. We've we've looked at it, and you know what? The, and the 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 government accepted a huge amount of the the mm-hmm. amendments. Yep. Um, was was um, pretty tough on some of the other ones, saying that they weren't going to. But again, yeah, as he said, that's up to you. You live and die by it. This is yours. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a look at eighteen months, three years, five years from now, and what it means, what it's done, how it's impacted or not impacted, um, then you go from there. You know, uh, another interesting and thing... I li- and I like, I, like, I like that stance. Yeah, absolutely. Another interesting aspect of this, and I only learned of this this morning, and I don't have it in front of me, so don't hold me tightly to these numbers, but when you look at the number of outlets uh, to sell marijuana legally that have been approved by province, Alberta, I believe, has 240. Um, pr- approved now, and and they'll go into effect when marijuana is legalized, or they'll be open. I think Quebec only has 14. Mm. So it's interesting, because Quebec, one of the three uh, provinces or territories that doesn't want to allow four pot, pot plants oh, in your home, has also only agreed to mm-hmm. 14 outlets in a province the size and population mm-hmm. of Quebec. So they just don't seem to be on board with this in general terms. Oh, yeah, and, and I also wonder, too, if there's more of an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, maybe. In, uh, in Alberta? In Alberta. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, as soon as this was started talking about, it was like, okay, what am I going to do? This is how I'm going to do it. I, I want to open a, uh, a store. I want to do this. They were thinking about it as soon as it was yeah. announced. I mean, I, and I watched our mayor talking about this uh, yesterday or the day before as well. There, are, there is a whole lot that has to happen between now and legalization from the perspective of uh, police enforcement, uh, mm-hmm. from licensing, from... There's Rules a, on where you can and can't? How they're going to enforce this and Exactly. So Banff just Banff just said no. No public right. vaping or um, pot smoking. It seems it public. feels like there's going to be a thousand different sets of rules for a thousand different places You're in Canada. Have to be aware. 
Yeah, absolutely. Be aware. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.